Hello, loves. Today I have Ben Feinson on the podcast from Cryofuel. He is the CEO and co-founder at Cryofuel. He's one of my very good friends, someone I've collaborated with for almost two years now. We're big CBD and wellness enthusiasts, but we don't use the approach of forcing people in the door. We truly believe a vibe that we're not willing to risk losing by placing pressure on others. And this is where we vibe in this industry. Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, how you specifically got involved with cryofuel, and honestly, what is cryotherapy? Hi, so my name's Ben, as Lex obviously already said. I'm originally from England, from London. I moved here about two and a half years ago now, like getting closer to three. Um, How did I get into cryofuel? So basically, I have a background in the health and wellness industry. I was a personal trainer for about 10 years before this um, and sort of, you know, came to the end, not came to the end, but probably achieved what I wanted to achieve in that career. You know, I didn't have the aspirations to open my own physical location or anything like that. Um, And I wanted to sort of move away from, you know, being physically there, you know, with people every day every hour and moving more into trying to help more people absolutely rather than being able to just you know obviously as a trainer you kind of limit yourself as to one person per hour unless you go for like the online approach but you know that wasn't my my option or that wasn't what I was going towards so basically with cryofuel like how we found out about cryotherapy was actually through my sister and brother-in-law who already lived here in New York who are the loveliest <coughs> ever. Who are the loveliest <laughs> ever. Um, so they actually tried it here first in some, you know, random location where no one really knew what it was in Midtown, you know, like 14 floors up in like a doctor's office. They told me about it. I actually went and tried it in London because, again, there was like, I think, one place in a place called Harvey Nichols, which is a <laughs> department store, if anyone's ever heard of it. Um, I tried it there and it was... You know, it's like, to me, personally, it was, like, amazing. And no one had ever heard of it, you know. Obviously, I had a lot of friends and co-workers in the same industry, in the health and wellness industry. And at this point, even they hadn't have heard of it. You know, which is, was kind of strange to me. <clears throat> because, obviously, this is something that, as fitness coaches or personal trainers or just being interested in health in general, you would think people would know about well, I feel like so many people are aware of the ice baths. Yeah. You know? So it's really interesting to get away from, like, physically getting into that big bath of water and knowing that it can be accumulated into actual thin air. And I feel like that was a big thing for people, that they just couldn't get into a bath of ice. Yeah, no, exactly. I, actually, I agree with that. I mean, I obviously knew about cold showers mm-hmm. and, you know, ice baths and things like that. And, yeah, it's personally for me it's hard to stand in the morning in a freezing cold shower for two to three minutes you know so when I tried this it was like a big eye opener for me obviously it was very niche but it was like how have I never heard of this this is amazing more people should be doing this more people should know about this yeah I mean I know when you reached out to me and I came in I absolutely loved it and then when I'd injured my ribs last year I really needed it, like, actually medically, and it really was the only thing to save me. I didn't want to take any prescription pills, and I went probably three times a week, and 
in three months, I was able to do a handstand again, which was really, the doctors told me I wouldn't be able to. So um, for me, that healing property of knowing that I wasn't going to be taking any medicine and I could just walk over to you guys and it was an easy way to feel good and it's only a three minute process. So why don't you tell people about the fact that it's only such a short period of time yes. and what happens in that short period of time? Exactly. So <clears throat> basically you stand, there is different forms of cryotherapy, there is different chambers, there is different machines, some are full body, which means your head's in there and you sort of walk into the chamber and they close the door behind you. The one that we have at Cryofuel is <clears throat> sort of like a sunbed, I would say, you know, is a good way to think about it, but obviously you're standing up and your neck's out. So from the neck up, your head is out, so you're not breathing in any of the, uh, the liquid nitrogen which comes on to my another point that some of the machines are powered by electricity, which is just they're cooling the air. And some of the machines like ours for cryofuel are fueled by liquid nitrogen. So basically liquid nitrogen is pumped into the machine. This then becomes cryogenically cooled air. And this brings the air temperature down to between negative 220 Fahrenheit to negative 240. So like Lex said, you're in there for three minutes during this time, the um, the blood is being pulled away from the extremities and travels towards like the internal organs and to the stomach and to the heart. When it's there, it becomes more oxygenated, more nutritionally dense. So when you step out, vasodilation happens, your blood vessels open wider than normal, which allows more blood to be pushed around the body, which is obviously carrying more oxygen now, more vitamins, more minerals, and all that good stuff. So that was why my ribs were able to like breathe after that time being, yeah. yeah. Um, so with that being said, I know that cryofuel has a few other healing remedies. Do you want to talk about them? I yes. personally love the lymphatic drainage. So we have had quite a few different things over the two and a half years. Some are still there, some have been taken away. So when we originally opened, we was just cryotherapy and infrared sauna. Um, we then got rid of the sauna and we put in IVs. We got rid of the IVs and then we are where we are now. So we have whole body cryotherapy, we have local cryotherapy, which is cryofacials, which is more of a beauty treatment, or cryo injuries, which is you know localized spot treatment. So for instance, say if you've got a bad ankle, we can just treat that area, and you don't have to get in the big chamber, which you know might not be necessary for you. Um, we have something else called Balancer Pro, which is FDA approved for lymphoma. So this is what Lex is talking about for lymphatic drainage. Think of this like a full body sleeping bag. So it pretty much comes up to just below the chest and it squeezes you from the bottom up. It's like a blood pressure kind of feeling. Yeah, like it's they're like, taking like your, exactly. yeah. Yeah, it's like when you know you've got no toothpaste left and you're like really <laughs> trying to squeeze out as much as you can. That's basically what it feels like. It opens up the lymph nodes and it helps to remove, you know any waste and toxins in the body that don't need to be there. Um, we have something else called cryo skin, which is the natural destruction of fat cells, which causes something called apoptosis, which is programmed cell death. This then, you know, the, the cell pretty much combusts, becomes waste. Again, this gets picked up by the lymphatic system and just gets drained out. This is, you know, painless, non-invasive, and there is no downtime. Um, with that said, it's like we don't, everything we have is, you know, it's an accessory to your lifestyle. So we don't 
have cryo skin as like a one option. It's not like do this and you're going to lose weight. It's you do this in conjunction with exercise and a healthy lifestyle. So Absolutely. we we don't yeah we don't want to promise results without those you know mimicking what they should be doing. So with that being said, let's pretend I'm going to cryotherapy and I'm going to Pilates and I am trying to see an effect. How long would you say on the cryotherapy side if I am acknowledging another workout? How long would you say it would really take for that like cryotherapy metabolism speeding up to like last and stay with you? I would say, you know, for cryotherapy, so for the whole body, mm-hmm. you should be doing it three to four times a week, you know, to really see the effects and to really maintain the results. For cryo skin, which is the fat cell destruction, we say, you know, five to ten sessions is what you need to do to see a result. And these sessions are done in two week increments. And I personally know this because I've done this, so I know that, but I feel like everyone else should absolutely know that because I get that question all the time is how long does it actually, people feel it right after, they feel those like really strong, amazing effects after cryo, but people do want to know the long term, how long is it going to take for this to really sustain in my lifestyle. So with that being said, what is, or what has been one of the toughest parts of your job so far? Uh, I think education is tough you know helping people understand what this actually is why it's beneficial why they should be doing it why they should be doing it this many times a week Mm -hmm. you know um it's definitely the more difficult part of it is trying to help people understand like why this can help change their life and do you feel that like in the past let's say year people have kind of understood it a little bit more because it is everywhere. It's, it's it, I feel like people are now seeing it everywhere. So they I would hope that they would be researching it, but do you not feel that it has been um, not been given enough knowledge to others? Do you feel like every time you meet someone, you really have to almost give another guide? Uh, no, I, I definitely think people are more aware of it now, especially, you know, like you said, this last year, I think recovery as a whole mm-hmm. has been really pushed more mainstream more public like people care more about their sleep people care more about you know training less and let their body recover more people know more about infrared saunas people do know more about cryotherapy but i think you know people know what these things are but they still don't really know why they're good for them how often they should be doing them you know what it's beneficial for so i think you know there's still a lot that needs to be learned So I, and I fully agree with that, and I feel very knowledgeable because I go in so often, I feel like I work there, honestly, Um, but what would you say to somebody who, let's pretend, goes into the cryo tank and can only last 30 seconds, and that's it? What would would be your best advice? Because I'm sure that happens very often. Uh, Breathe. (laughs) You know, I think, honestly, like, you can do anything for three minutes within reason you know (laughs) Um, but I think it's just most people and you know to be honest it doesn't happen a lot most people do tend to last three minutes especially at cryofuel Um, well you guys are like coaches in there you you guys like don't let you leave you're like you've got this what's your favourite song let's do this we're in it together (laughs) exactly and I think that's what it is I think 
part of it is making people feel comfortable. I think, like we were saying, people who don't really know what it is, they don't really know what to expect. Right. So being told that you're going to step into a chamber that's negative 220 Fahrenheit is a little bit daunting. You know, so people are, people are scared sometimes, you know, and they, they don't know what's going to happen. They're scared that they might have some weird reaction or they're going to freeze or something like this. So it's more about <laughs> not so much consoling them, but reassuring them that everything's fine, explaining to them how they're going to feel, why they feel like this, you know, and just... So with that being said, I need to know since I'm one of the crazier people who comes to Cryofuel and I probably sing every song to the loudest point, what is one of the crazier experiences you've seen at Cryofuel? Funny, um, embarrassing, hysterical, just one of a kind, something you've never seen. Because if you've gone to Cryofuel, which everyone should actually go, it's just it's just a different vibe. It's just enough you're really getting out of yourself and you're getting into something new and you have to trust the front desk people and it really is a moment of trust, like fully. So what is one of the funnier stories that you've had while one being in Cryofuel? I mean Because I know I'm I've definitely been one of the stories, no doubt about it. So what is one of the funnier stories? I think on numerous occasions we just had people pretty much running half naked throughout the store just because they're so desperate to get out of the machine that we do provide robes but they kind of just push the door open run out and obviously it's not where the changing rooms are and where the, the cryotherapy chamber is is you know there's a good probably 10 meters between them so people just running out in front of a main street <laughs> down the hallway you know bum out ass out for, for those of you who don't know, Cryofuel is on Canal in Renwick, so it's literally on the main road. Um, that's hysterical. I am definitely guilty of being like, pass me the robe! I'm running out of here right away. Um, well, thank you so much for answering all cryotherapy, cryofuel questions. I think that was really, really helpful to others who have not been. With that being said, I want to know a little bit about Ben. Is that okay for me to ask? Let's awesome. So let's start with how is it being a non-American in America. <laughs> How is it being a non-American in America? Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You know, it's like, obviously I kind of see myself as a New Yorker now, being here nearly three of years. Of course. Um, but it's, I mean, some, the whole English accent being, you know, a bit of a, I wouldn't say, what's the word for it, you know? Americans enjoying it, you know, is yeah. I always thought it was a bit of a farce, you know, it was just like a thing that was on TV shows and movies, but <laughs> I do get quite a lot of just really weird, random things about it. So I used to go to this when I first moved here, I used to go to this like bodega or deli <coughs> um, to order a smoothie, like on most days. And there used to be this girl that worked behind the the desk who I used to take my order and for some reason you know she was I don't know if she was like fascinated by the accent but whenever I would order you know I would say oh can I get you know blueberries and strawberries and you know whatever banana she would then repeat back to me in her version of an English accent <laughs> what I wanted it was very I mean I didn't so know she was this like girl. strawberries bananas yeah it was, it was like it was very weird you know very very weird 
That's, that's honestly hysterical. So how would you say both cultures differ? Because that's definitely something that is a little bizarre. I would say, you know, well, some of the good things are people, I mean, I don't know if this is just New York, but people here, like, they work hard. You know, they hustle, they work hard. It's super fast-paced. It's very aggressive, you know, in terms of business, which is amazing. It definitely keeps you on your toes. It definitely makes you a better person, makes mm-hmm. you a better business person. Absolutely. Um, American people are a lot more enthusiastic than English people, which isn't necessarily <laughs> a bad thing. It's just, you know, you've become accustomed to a certain, you know, type of person. So, you know, Americans, are, which again is amazing, are very upbeat, very excited, very, you know, elevated. So me, I'm a bit more, I guess, calm. Very calm. You literally <laughs> ground the rest of us, aka Cat and I. Cat is his girlfriend. So since you did mention that um, there's a lot of hustle and bustle in the city, what would you say is a normal work day for Ben? A normal work day for me. A normal busy work day, because I know we live freelance life. So sometimes, some days we have not much going on, and some days we have too much going on. So what would you say is like a a really good work day for Ben? A really oh a really good one yeah day. like a really really good work day for Ben uh you know like it, again like like you said it varies day to day but a lot of it is you know boring stuff to be honest like cash flow mm-hmm. um marketing what is a real work day for me and don't forget about like your girlfriend, the dog. Like I want to hear like from the time you wake up oh, to the time you go to okay, bed. So like I'm going, day, I'm going, I'm going deep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like so, from the time you brush your teeth to the time you hit the bed. Okay, so normally <laughs> I wake up, you know, from six a.m. to six thirty regularly. Uh, I meditate when I first get up. Mm-hmm. I take my dog out for a walk. I get a coffee every single morning from the same place. I have like a very What's the place? Strict routine. Uh, it's Birch Coffee. Birch Coffee? Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Birch. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I wake up. I do I do something called Yoga Nidra. So I don't even have to leave my bed to meditate. Love so Yoga Nidra. Wake up, roll over, grab my phone. There's a guided meditation on there in Dropbox. Play that. It's, you know, it can range from anything from 10 to 30 minutes, depending on the day and how busy that day is. I'll make that decision. Uh, up take the dog out, go and get a coffee because I can't really function without one. Then normally I will, I changed this recently, I used to walk down to the shop, mm-hmm. which is about 40 minutes away and I would listen to a podcast while I do that. And then I sort of spend my time, I'll go into the shop because I like to physically be there, you know, show face, I like to speak to the guys that work there, see what's going on, you know, just in general, have still have a bit of presence there, not of lose course. lose touch with actually physically being there because when we first opened I would be there 24-7 you know but at some point I had to step away and start to manage the other things Uh, then I normally pop up shop at either Arlo Soho (laughs) or at Maman coffee shop and I'll do most of my work from there which again is there you know it varies from doing daily cash flow to answering emails to different marketing schemes to you know it's a lot of this now of what I do is just ideas, you know, n- new things that we need to get, you know, new products, new ways to drive traffic, new ways to help people, 
And then how do you, I know you meditate in the morning, but how do you take care of yourself? Like, do you go to cryotherapy? Do you work? I mean, I know you work out, but why don't you tell people what you do? Uh, yeah, I know I'm, that's a big part of your day. We can't <laughs> like miss that part. That. It's it's good for the mind, body, soul. So that's definitely important to let people know of. Yeah, I um, I work out probably six times a week. I lift weights. Mm-hmm. For me, that is you know, I only recently started meditating. Though before that, that was like a form of meditation for me. That was like real therapy. It was the only time that I would really shut off. Mm-hmm. You know, I would try not to. I, I look at my phone a lot. I would try not to look at my phone during that time. Right. Um, but it really grounds me. Like, it really helps me just focus on one thing, which is, you know, when you're lifting weights, that's what you have to focus on because you don't want that to fall on you. You right. don't want it to crush you. You know, you have to sort of give all your energy to that moment right, right there. You have to be super present. Um, obviously, yeah, I do cryotherapy. I will be honest, I haven't done it as much as I should be doing it. And a lot of that comes down to, I'll go down there with the intention of doing it. As soon as I get to the shop to get into the tank, I get sidetracked, something's going on. Or people are already there. People are there. And you're like, yeah. there's no time for me. I don't, yeah, I don't want <laughs> to get in the machine when there could be clients getting in the machine. I feel bad. You know, I end up talking to some of the clients. You know, you just end up losing track. But I'll, I'll try and do it, you know, at least two to three times a week. That's great. Every week. No, when I, whenever I do get the chance and have off time, I absolutely try to go twice a week if I can, especially as a yoga instructor, it's super important to continue to take care of my body. And I think cryotherapy has been one of the things that's helped me the most and something I know I can always go back to if I'm ever in pain. Um, I personally love it and I'm so glad that everyone got to hear about it. But with that being said, we're gonna go personal on Ben now. So with that being said, let's get a deeper dive on you if you're willing to. Are you? Let's do it. So we already got into your personal day to day, but could you tell us about Kat, Rosie, your personal life, just a little bit deeper. (laughs) I'm gonna keep going in, just a little digging deeper. (laughs) So, yes, I have a small dog called Rosie. She's 4.2 pounds. She, I'm, can you know, openly say that I'm pretty obsessed with her. Something that I never thought I would be. I uh, never saw myself having a very, very small dog. As we're staring at her right now, <laughs> like the most beautiful, precious but baby. It's hard not to love her because <laughs> she is very cute, and you know, it's like people say this all the time, but I really don't think there's anything better than having a dog. You know, you come home, and they are always so happy to see you. They're never mad at you. They're very, very sweet. They're very loving. And, you know, I would pretty much do anything. And for reference, how tall are you, Ben? I'm 5'10". Okay, this dog is 4.2 pounds. I just want to let you know he looks like he's Mr. Evil or Dr. Evil. And his, like, little (laughs) Bigglesworth is right with him. So it's really, really hysterical. Um, Thank you for that. I love Rosie so, so much. She's just the sweetest girl ever. Um, with that being said, I want to know a little bit about your relationship with Kat. Kat is one of my very good friends. Kat is uh, Ben's girlfriend, and she's a meditation coach, a yoga teacher as well, and someone I look up to a lot, and 
I really look up to the relationship that you two have. I find you guys really balancing. I see you making a face already. <laughs> but I really do. I think you guys balance each other out, and you're a really great team. So I kind of want to know. You can say the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever, whatever, how you guys live. I'm just curious about it. I think a lot of people are curious of how relationships are today. So I'm curious about yours because I think it's a great one. I think so. Me and Kat have been together now for two years. Hopefully I'll get that right. <laughs> she won't be upset, <laughs> don't worry. This. Um, oh, she's going to see this. She's going to see this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, we we are fairly different, but fairly similar in the same way. You know, it probably doesn't make much sense, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're definitely both very calm people, very grounded. Um, we like a lot of the same stuff. You know, we're very similar, but she's definitely a lot more spiritual than I am for sure you know? and she's kind of opened me up to that world a little bit more where I was sort of like a closed door before but I would I never meditated before I met Kat you know I never really I can be honest believed in it or had the patience to do it before um do you think that was something like culturally for you that was like maybe different like meditating um wasn't something that was like prevalent I didn't think it was important. Okay. I always kind of always had that excuse that I can't do it. You know, I can't do it. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm too busy. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it sort of took... She's honestly... It probably took her two years, you know? No, for (laughs) sure. It did. It's only been recent. But she sort of broke it down, broke me down into it. Um, Now, I would never go back. Right. Now, I meditate every day. Now, it's super important to me. And I'm a... A massive advocate of it and I can only thank her for that um, and her having the patience to teach me and to sort of be persistent in getting me to do it you know and would you say that that has helped your work um, definitely you know productivity it's, it's I think whether you run a business or you work for a company or you do whatever you know like stress is pretty hard to get away from you know, I think especially in a city like this, most of us are pretty stressed most days. You know, and it's fair play to you if you're not. That's amazing. But something I was definitely dealing with <clears throat> towards the start of this year as well was I was feeling a lot of stress. It was, you know, pretty overwhelming. It was becoming a bit overpowering. And meditation definitely... Like brought you back definitely to brought me Brought me back to centre. definitely calmed me. You know, it helped me focus. It helped me deal with the issues that was coming in front of me mm-hmm. um, instead of just having a scatty erratic mind that was you know it was just building and building and building and getting more pent up absolutely and, you know and it's it's bad for your health 100% I'm yeah. a big person of I love going to therapy and I love meditating so I think it's just for me I do yoga I meditate I go to therapy I just think it's super important to use all of those healing properties in your mind and your brain and I do think it makes us better workers as someone who just got into meditation are there any apps or anything that you would say these were great beginner starters for me yeah I think it's very personal like for me personally I don't at the moment I still don't really like the sitting up meditation right. and that's just because I, I get uncomfortable I get antsy you know I want to move about so yoga nidra is sort of like perfect for me like it really is perfect it really has 
opened me up to meditation a lot more. That's awesome. Um, I'm really glad to hear that, especially from a male perspective, because I feel like women are the ones who usually preach about meditation and whatnot. So yeah. it's it's great, and I'm happy that Kat was able to influence you in that way because. If you guys don't know Kat, she has one of the most spectacular speaking voices ever, like the most relaxing voices of all time. So that's really awesome. I'm glad that you feel that way, and I'm glad that you are using that. So I'm going to ask you one final question. What inspires you or who inspires you? What inspires me? I would say my brother-in-law. He's sort of my, he's definitely my mentor. Uh, he's taught me pretty much everything I know. He's very supportive. You know, if I've ever got anything, especially business related, any issues, he was always my first person to go to. Uh, he's super clever. He's very grounded. He's very real. You know, like no bullshit, straight to the point. And I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate him. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm sure he's really going to appreciate hearing this. And the last thing I want to ask you is, I obviously could sit here forever, truly forever, and pet Rosie forever, but what is one of the best pieces, pieces of advice that someone else has given you that you would like for other people to hear? I would say business related, if you're going to fail, fail fast. You know, get out quick. Mm-hmm. Totally agreed on that one. Um, product market fit is super important you know if people want it they'll buy it if they don't want it you know they're not going to buy it and it might sound really simple but a lot of people hold on to a product for too long it's like a waste of your time and it's going to be a waste of your resources and a waste of your money in the end absolutely you know. well with all of that being said again i could totally chill here with you and rosie forever I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for being my first guest. You know how much I appreciate you and for taking the time out and my crazy antics. So thank you so much, Ben. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear this and give Ben a follow at CryoFuel and you can find everything out there. With that being said, today's vibe is chill. Literally chill. Any last words, Ben? Uh, No. So thank you for listening and... If you do want to come to Cryofuel, we do have a buy one, get one for first timers for the whole body cryotherapy. We're at 499 Canal Street, New York, NY 10013. That is so <laughs> London-y of you to be like 10003. Um, anyway, everyone have a beautiful day and thank you so much for listening.